Welcome to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. Please open your hearts to hear an anointed message that will encourage and empower you to walk in the love and light of God's Word. Beloved, as we continue in our study entitled, Lucifer's Elusive Gospel, Today I'll pick up with a commentary entitled Crossless Christianity that I began in our last message and which expounds on the counterfeit gospel that has infiltrated the Church of Jesus Christ and which is founded on Lucifer's forgery of God's inerrant word of salvation's truth. There are many worldly components to Lucifer's impostering of the true gospel that alone leads unto salvation. But no matter how much they vary in their uniqueness, the reality of the cross is almost always missing, or at least diminished. And nowhere is this more tragically found than in the modern-day version of Christianity. This man-centered adaption of the gospel focuses on the love, mercy, and grace of God without the heart-wrenching acknowledgment of sin or the need of repentance. It therefore produces a cheapened version of the true gospel, one that insults the Son of God, who shed his holy, sinless, and precious blood on Calvary's cross, so that we who deserve to die could live forever with him in eternal life, majestic power. And this is where I'll pick up with a commentary, Crossless Christianity. I'll start at the beginning again for full understanding flow. They write, they have winsome personalities. Their message is positive, even encouraging. And thousands throng into their sanctuaries every weekend. Their doctrinal beliefs are orthodox, at least on paper. What's more, multitudes of unchurched lost souls are attending services and hearing the gospel preached every week. But it is not the unadulterated word of truth that they are hearing even though threads of that truth are woven here and there between the seeker-friendly and feel-good points of their message. This watered-down model of reaching unbelievers has been extremely effective, and their successes come in large part through adherence to certain marketing strategies found in the business world. One of the key principles that governs the seeker-sensitive movement is that pastors should tailor their message to what their congregations want to hear. One such pastor even polled his people to find out what they were looking for in a church. And he is not alone, for this has become a common exercise when the goal is to build a mega church. One of the common denominators found operating among all seeker-sensitive pastors is their focus upon the positive aspects of God and Christianity. Christian marketing, which some may say is an oxymoron, has discovered that unsaved people are drawn to a message that emphasizes the love of God and de-emphasizes His judgment. The truth is that people simply don't want to hear confrontational preaching. What they will follow is a Christian model that is positive and uncondemning, and which doesn't cause them to face their own sin-fallen condition. But how does that line up with Scripture or the model of the early church? When Peter gave his Holy Spirit-empowered message to the Jews on the day of Pentecost, the day that the true church of Jesus Christ was birthed, 
he accused them of murdering the Messiah. Luke wrote that they were pierced to the heart. And when they asked what they should do, he told them to repent. And 3,000 people were saved that day. The gospel presentation offered by those in the seeker-friendly movement also claimed to have the same numerical successes. However, there is a vast difference in what is presented in their version of salvation's invitation, leaving their salvation security uncertain. It will include things like, does your life seem empty and are you looking for that missing something? Or, if you want joy, peace, and fulfillment, then Jesus is the answer. Lord Jesus, the Savior, is truly the answer to man's dilemma and he alone can feel the emptiness of a longing soul. He is the Prince of Peace, and there is no greater joy than to be called and chosen by him, and to know that your sins have been washed away by his priceless blood. But in the seeker-friendly invitation, where is the gut-wrenching examination of their hearts and lives? Where is the acknowledgment of their sin and rebellion against a holy and righteous God? or the sorrow that is according to the will of God and which produces a repentance without regret, leading to salvation, as Second Corinthians 7.10 makes certain to us. Where is the true surrender that dethrones self as the master of the person's life, whereby he now bows in submission to the lordship of Jesus? And where is the commitment to follow him wherever he leads? to do whatever he commands, and to obey his will at any cost. In Jeremiah 6.14, the Lord's words are recorded through his prophet. They have healed the brokenness of my people superficially, saying, Peace, peace, but there is no peace. Multitudes may be flocking around these false teachers, but they are not entering into the kingdom of God. They are simply propagating the lie that a person can be saved without really repenting of sin and renouncing his life of self-will. What many churches are offering America is a new religion that guarantees no hell and requires no holiness, lamented Thomas Trask in his farewell speech as General Superintendent of the Assemblies of God. It is a limp, spineless Christianity that does not confront sin for fear of being judgmental. It is an impotent gospel that tells people everything is okay, producing a false security that stems from being more concerned with the acceptance of men than pleasing the God of all creation. If there is one thing that is certain about Satan, it is that he will continually try to cheapen the gospel and offer in its place a cut-rate version of his own. Yes, the devil offers a gospel that makes no demands, expects no sacrifice, and yields no eternal rewards, except eternal separation from the God of love. It is true that salvation cannot be earned. The works of man are as a filthy rag in light of the shed blood of Jesus. However, the eternal life that the Savior has provided cannot be appropriated until a man or woman shares in his death. Self must die in order for a man or woman to become a new creation in Christ Jesus. 
this miraculous new birth is realized in the regeneration redemptive power that ignites from true repentance and the forgiveness of sins, which is the promise of God's grace, mercy, and love to the truly repentant one who has put his full trust in him and in him alone. True Christianity has a value and preciousness of which the spiritual amateurs who practice a self-centered faith know nothing. When we think of the true saints down through the ages who have earnestly sought God with all their hearts, bravely resisted the enticements of the world, humbled themselves before God and man, and selflessly laid down their lives in the Lord's service. How are we to line up this sold-out faith with the cheap, self-centered Christianity, the modern-day huckster's pedal? The emblem of true faith is the cross, the very thing the feel-good preachers and seeker-sensitive pastors avoid at any cost. This is precisely what the Apostle Paul was referring to when he wrote in 1 Corinthians 1.18, for the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Beloved, those words should strike a chord in the hearts of true believers, because as the prophetic word of truth continues to point the way to the final things which will usher in the rapture of God's true church, the tribulation, and the return of Jesus to the earth, we, as his ambassadors of light and truth, are being called to contend even more earnestly for the true faith, which was once for all delivered to the saints. For Lucifer's elusive gospel is thriving and taking multitudes to their eternal demise. And as the Holy Spirit draws our attention to these last minutes of the last day's realities, allow me to share another commentary written by the late Dave Hunt of the Berean Call entitled The Vanishing Gospel. Within its passionate plea, valuable insight is offered in understanding how Lucifer's counterfeit gospel is replacing the true gospel of Jesus Christ and the deadly results that demonic forgery is producing. He writes, One of the greatest sorrows for the lovers of God is the fact that the vast majority of mankind selfishly and ungratefully lives day after day without even thinking of the Creator, to whom they owe their very existence and who holds within His hands their eternal destiny. This world's contemptuous disregard of its Creator makes me weep for His name's sake, and as the old song says, causes me to tremble, tremble, tremble for the judgment that is coming upon unrepentant mankind. Psalm 917 resounds with this fearsome warning. The wicked shall be turned into hell, and all the nations that forget God. And forget God, they surely have. In Romans 1, 28-32, Paul declared, And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a depraved mind to do those things that are not proper. People having been filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, and evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents without understanding, untrustworthy, unfeeling, and unmerciful. And although they know the ordinance of God, 
that those who practice such things are worthy of death. They not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Beloved, the connection is undeniable between the evil foretold for the last days and the godless lifestyles popularized on trendy TV shows and most of the movies of today. Making certain that we surely have reached the last hour that the unadulterated Word of God has warned us of. In light of this prophetic end times precursor, beloved, our attention must all the more be given to the Holy Spirit's warnings and direction. And this we shall continue to do in our next message when we will pick up where we left off today. Until then, remain alert and aware, walking in the Spirit of God and with the mind of Christ, contending faithfully for the true faith that was once for all delivered to the saints and praising God in all things, for truly He is worthy of that praise. He reigns supreme, beloved, and He is with us and for us, and the victory is already won in Him. And, as always, beloved, I bid you His agape. You've been listening to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. If you have a prayer request, please contact us at Agape Light Ministries, P.O. Box 6313, Chesterfield, Missouri, 63006, or via our website at www.agapelightministries.com. Again, that's www.agapelightministries.com.